Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Too Real. These are your hosts, Patty Nunez and Ali J. Hope everyone's having a good night. How are you, Ali J? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. And you said you couldn't complain for a Wednesday, you said. <laughs> right. No, yeah, for a Wednesday. We're halfway through. I know. Getting over the top. <laughs> oh, for real, I can't, I can't, this week can't be over quick enough, <laughs> I'm already exhausted, but um, anyways, to all of our listeners out there, uh, welcome back to, uh, I swear like there's so many, it's like three people, <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode, today we will be reviewing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the biopic about the infamous Freddie Mercury from Queen. So we have some thoughts on that, right, Alicia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, movie, yeah. We have uh, oh, just a, a general heads up. As always, this, uh, this, I mean, to begin with, I don't know how much we can really spoil. I mean, I think we already know what happens. I mean, if you're not familiar with the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, like this is based on a true story. So, you know, I mean, there's not really much we can spoil, right, Alicia? No, I I agree with that because it's it's um, nonfiction, so it's uh, loosely based on his life. So if you follow Queen or Freddie Mercury, a lot of the stuff we're going to be discussing, you already know. Or if not, hopefully it'll compel you to uh, listen to to Queen. Right, and you know, or to watch the movie. So we have a few. Um, as per usual, we're going to go ahead and just you know read up, let you know about some facts you know about the movie um currently the movie has a 60 percent on rotten tomatoes um this movie stars uh rami malek as freddie mercury and i could be totally butchering his name like i've i've read his name dozens of times but i don't think i've ever actually heard anyone pronounce it so if i'm pronouncing that wrong hit me up please (laughs) um we have ben hardy as roger taylor uh, Mike Myers as Rafe Oster, which Alicia, you were totally right about that. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Boynton, Boynton. And again, I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering that name. Lucy Boynton as Mary Austin. And um, this movie was directed by Brian Singer, who surprisingly has a very long um, rap sheet of of action movies. Uh, he's directed yeah, a series of X-Men movies. Yeah, that's like his biggest thing so i thought that was kind of funny because you know this biopic is completely different from anything he's ever directed but um yeah it it was uh it was uh it was different so i guess let's start with like the usual right like what do what did you think going in what were you expecting um well i'm already a queen fan um but i didn't know much about freddie mercury you know besides the things the common things that you hear so Mm -hmm. i was actually um wanting to see it and to see how the main actor portrayed him. Um, and cause when I first saw the previews, I was like, Oh, he doesn't look like him, Mm-mm. but um, you know, after seeing the movie, I take that back. Uh, he really embodied him for sure. Yeah. That's I, I'm a queen fan too, but I, I didn't know so much about Freddie Mercury and not only that, but I, I agree with you there when I, f- 
people were upset over that too because they didn't think that Rami really looked like Freddie. And I can see why. I mean, uh, Rami kind of has like a very boyish look to him where I think Freddie, even if as flamboyant as he was, he had like a very rugged look to him. Even in his like most feminine <laughs> attire, like he always looked, you know, manly. And um, yeah, Rami did look, obviously like very boyish or just younger and you know he seemed softer <laughs> but I, I agree after seeing the movie and it's funny because I actually all yesterday all day yesterday I was actually watching or not all day all night I should say I was watching videos of Freddie Mercury just in different interviews and stuff and just watching a lot of his bannerisms and I was like yeah he got those on point I think like I think they were very similar like he he did a really good job with that yeah, he, did. he um so to start overall after you watched the movie what did you think what was your first thought um <laughs> i need to listen to queen on the way home like uh it just kind of pumped me up and um i don't know it, it just it reminded me a lot about how you find out who your real friends are like when you hit rock bottom like there's people who are there to celebrate you when things are going great but then when things get tough, um, you yeah, see they, you know, they dip. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, Great Gatsby, which again, from the intro episode, is like my favorite, one of my, well, actually my favorite movie. How Gatsby, you know, had through all these parties and people were there to party with him and celebrate. But then when he died, hopefully I'm not ruining that for anyone. He, no one, there's like two people at his funeral. So it kind of just made me think about the same thing how people are up, you know, with you on the ride when things are great but then as soon as things get tough they're nowhere to be found so yeah that was very sad to see that that um mercury had lived you know i mean i guess it's with a lot of rock stars too you know they eventually start falling into the wrong crowd like the people that only use them for the drugs and the money and then you know they go underway i think freddie was pretty lucky to have the people that he did have though like you know mary austin who she did stick by him for the most part you know till the very end they remained really good friends and you know what actually i'm glad we're like diving into that because that was another thing that was kind of like a big deal um because the trailer a lot of people thought this movie was gonna be i mean first of all i think we should say if you didn't know already like freddie mercury was gay I mean, he claimed he was bisexual at some point, but we know he was gay. So, um, at so well, I guess that's one of the things that didn't, or even if he was bisexual, he we didn't the the trailer didn't hit at this movie being about those relationships because in the trailer we only see him kind of flirting with um, the actress that's you know playing Mary Austin. And a lot of people were very worried that this movie was just going to be that, like they were going to straight wash the shit out of this and make uh, Freddie seem a little less gay, you know, or a little less bi. So with that, do you think they did a pretty good job telling everyone, like showing what what he actually was? Or Yeah, I think it was good because I think it showed the transition where, um, I mean, from the very first scene, you could just tell the way he, his mannerisms and everything like that like you knew right away he was gay but it was just something that he couldn't admit to himself and it was kind of cool to see the progression of him like you know admitting being and accepting his, it yeah right being with this woman and then finally admitting it to himself and like living his truth 
And it's just like, he was already this like flamboyant, um, full of life person, diva that kind of um, all eyes on me, wanted all the attention. But then once he became who he was, you just saw like a completely different change. Like he just seemed happier and it just seemed like he was even more of himself and he just really like a phoenix almost like you know i don't know right it once was, he found someone that he actually connected with right because mm-hmm. like we see that guy jim jim hunting was that his name yeah yeah jim hunting like he just it's transformative like to see his character well the thing is it wasn't even a character i mean this was like an actual person you know but like to see him the way you like you you're saying now like how he let loose and he let himself be himself and that was just I think something that you know completely changed everything and I don't know I think with the movie like yeah I think uh they they hit I me as like personally I think they hit the note like they made that clear that he was definitely not into women and um I was glad that they touched on that because I was scared that they were also going to try to straight watch the movie and say like oh yeah like you know, he wasn't that gay but yeah you know he totally was <laughs> so um I, I I think they did a pretty good job with that yeah I, I agree with that um what I think was cool too is that like the people that had known him from the beginning like when you have money and fame people just you have yes people in your life that just say yes to everything you say and um you can do no wrong but the people that were really there for him called him out on his shit and knew who he was and um what didn't take him being a different person they they would tell him like you're not this is not right you're not being right um and so I th- I just thought that was cool because everyone needs someone like that and um for me what was that I really enjoyed about this movie is it showed us kind of like what famous people have to deal with a lot of people think that because they have money they have fame that it buys happiness but then you look and you see wow he's really human he's dealing with things that you know all of us have to deal with but the fact that he has the money and fame probably amplifies it and uh intensifies it makes it even harder um to find out who your real friends are so it just made me you know hopefully when people see this they'll think about that with celebrities when they treat them badly or put them on a pedestal and realize at the end of the day they're human first and they have emotions just like us and right. you know they go through stuff just because you see this glamorous life on social media doesn't mean that they're not dealing with some tough shit so I right. thought that was cool I yeah I agree this movie definitely did help humanize someone as like flamboyant as Freddie Mercury was and someone that was so fabulous and like I mean we often like I was reading some of uh well a little bit of his bio and, you know, actually, a lot of his close friends and family described him as someone that was actually quite timid. And he felt when he was on stage, like he was, he just completely transformed. And he was like this very extravagant performer. And, um, you know, so I think oftentimes a lot of like people, especially that grew up with that music, like that were alive to see him, you know, blow up and stuff. Like, I think that helped humanize him because they only got to see Freddie like the Freddie we all saw on screen and in music videos, they got to see that Freddie. But I think this movie did do a good job at, you know, like I said, Freddie was human at the end of the day. And he, he was obviously struggling with some stuff. I mean, him, like he obviously started drinking a lot and partying and getting into drugs and, you know, um, his sexcapades and stuff that, you know, were ultimately the death of him. Like, I think 
that was in that sense, I think they did a pretty good job. Other other than that, like there was a few um I was reading that article I sent you, Alicia. It was mm-hmm. a billboard article and it talked about what the movie got right and what the movie uh you know got wrong. And I mean for some of the things they did kind of villainize him a little bit because, you know, for example, like when that scene um where he decides he tells the band in the movie, he announces to the band that he's going to go solo, right? And everybody kind of takes it, like, to... I mean, I get it. That's for theatrics and stuff. But everyone kind of took it as a slap, you know, to the face because he was basically breaking up their family, right? But I read that during this period when Freddie decided to record on his own, they were all recording on their own um, as well. <laughs> so it was one thing that they didn't really mention. I mean, of course, like I said, with biopics, I know it's it's difficult to to uh, you know be as accurate as possible and also as entertaining as possible so I mean I get why they did that but I mean that's another thing yeah. that they touched that's kind of a pretty big deal because it was kind of like the the climax of the movie it's like when Freddie's kind of going off the rails and he's like officially leaving his family behind and stuff which is you know Queen the band so with that I, I can understand why some people were um also another with that accuracy thing um they that live aid concert in the film they make it sound like uh like the band was getting back together for this live aid concert right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it turns out that the yeah it turns out the band had already been together like back together for a while and they had even recorded an album (laughs) like an entirely new album before this before the live aid concert so that's another thing i mean in the movie like i get that they were trying to you know for cinematic climax i'm assuming like they wanted to make it seem like this was like a monumental moment and i'm sure it was i mean it's still written as like the best one of the best rock concerts in history like queen completely stole the show but yeah that i mean it wasn't for that cause (laughs) it wasn't for the reason that they said it was in the movie so i think that's i think that's an important note And I agree with that as far as um, them adding that for um, theatrics. Everyone likes a story where there's a breakup or there's a falling out and then they come back together. So I think um, that's why they made that such a big deal because then it's like, okay, this is like you said, the climax and this is where it gets interesting. So I feel like if they kind of just said, oh, everyone went off and did their own thing and got back together, it wouldn't make for an interesting film. There has to be drama there. Tension, so they're going to just amplify everything you know not everything but a lot of things to make it more interesting um but I feel like those little facts I mean even though they're important you can look them up and find out okay it's a little bit different but of course whoever is writing the movie whoever's writing all this stuff they do have creative license so it's not going to be to the t and I think that's the problem with a lot of movies especially for people that like diehard queen fans they want it to be exactly like what happened in real life so that could cause them to be a little bit disappointed right um it just made me more interested because i was like okay well now i need to go and find out more about him and see how accurate this was right you see we did that's exactly what we did because i didn't know that going in i had no idea like on i mean i wasn't even alive for most of you know i mean literally freddie died 
November 24th, 1991. I was born in 1991. <laughs> I didn't really get to see much oh, of Queen God. live, you know, like it was just something like, you know, you found out sooner or later someone runs into a Queen song, right? Like that happens. Like that's inevitable. <laughs> like you're gonna like a Queen song. At least one Queen song. Like you, you have to, there's something out there for everyone <laughs> because I mean, I think that's one of the awesome things about this band is that they didn't conform to just one genre. Like they went out and they wanted to be out and um, I, that goes along with the movie, which actually funny. Another thing I meant to bring up too, it's like, um, I guess like a lot of people were upset over like, and I actually have to attribute to this because I, I think this is true. I don't, I think the timeline was a little messy um, in the sense, like I didn't like how the film was, um, the film organized it. Like it was a little confusing to me. Did, did you, I don't know if you got that. Like, um, like I felt like as everything was happening super fast in the beginning, which mm-hmm. I get because they're trying to get you to the point where Freddie Mercury is Freddie Mercury, right? But it felt like it was really fast. And then other parts, they were just like incredibly like, uh, not that's not slow in a boring way, but they focused a lot longer on that. I don't know. If so the pace that. as far as the movie, it didn't, yeah, the pacing wasn't that great. Like there are some parts that went on for too long and then there's other parts that they could have, slowed down and really dug into and I kind of agree with that too because at the beginning um they show him okay and how he they formed the band but I was like that's pretty quick like we didn't get to know much about his backstory and what he was doing before like how many other bands did he try to approach was this his first time oh see Um, that's actually yeah that's actually a very important note that you're touching there because uh that's actually one of the things I read that that was actually the first thing I read was that that was totally off so you're right on that. Like you had every right to question that. Yeah, that he, that's not how um, they formed Queen, right? It was, they made it seem like it was that quick, but it was actually years later that they got together. And to me, like the movie was good, but that was one thing that I thought was a little bit too, um, it, it wasn't believable. Like you, you meet these two guys um, and they just happen to lose their, lead singer that night and you approach them and you sing for them and now you're a part of the band like I don't think it happens that quickly it seems like there had to be more like him pursuing them him looking at them like how did he find this band I mean it's just there's a lot of unanswered questions and I feel like that's yeah at least five or ten minutes on exploring a little bit more because I would have liked to know who Freddie Mercury was before he was the lead singer of Queen, and they didn't really touch on that. Exactly. And then also the way he met Mary, too, right? Because that felt pretty quick, too. Like, it didn't even seem like... That's that's one thing I do have to touch on. I actually don't... I didn't, I didn't feel that there was enough chemistry between um, Mary and Freddie in the movie. Did you think that at all? To me, <laughs> what it felt like was me and my friend... We always said, um, like, if we're not married or we're not in a serious relationship by the time we're 30, we're going to marry each other. Right. Of course, my friends gay. And that's kind of how I felt like it was like, okay, they're friends and they're not with anyone. So they just got together. Um, but I just feel like she knew, like, she knew he was gay, but she loved him so much that she was willing to, I guess, settle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while but at the same time even when they show them in bed together I was like it doesn't seem like like they did anything <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand I don't get it 
but I mean, I guess he was, he loved her, but he wasn't in love with her or he was in love with her as best, as best as he could for being gay. I, I mean, I just, yeah, I think he loved uh, her, but he definitely, I mean, and again, I guess that goes back with what we were saying, though, like how he's not, I mean, he was never really into her to begin with. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you think that ties in with that? Is that, do you think that it was done on purpose? Like this lack of chemistry between Freddie and Mary in the movie? because they were maybe trying to relate it to like real life. Um I think that's true. I think like he kept saying throughout the movie she's the only one that gets me mm-hmm. and I think that's because she saw him for who she was he was and she never tried to change him and um that's probably why he gravitated to her and liked her so much because it's like she's the one person who was in his corner and never tried to like stifle him or never try to tell him what he was doing was wrong and I think that's he'll always love her for that Mm -hmm. and that's why he loved her but not as far as any type of romantic thing right I don't even think that they showed that much of like even their friendship I mean all we see at some point is Mary having him try on like this sort of blazer and a scarf and she puts a little bit of eyeliner on him and like to me that just didn't seem like uh you know like they didn't really touch there was no him. sexual tension or chemistry mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh my god, they're waiting to rip each other's clothes off. And then when they, even when they showed him in bed, I was like, "What? I mean, did they have a sleepover?" Right. It didn't seem like it was anything like romantic. And then when they would kiss, there was no passion there. So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it kind of led up up to the fact, like, okay, obviously the way they're around each other, he's not into women. So when is he gonna finally admit that? Right. But even like but, you know how, yeah. um, because. I think it was quoted that Freddie Mercury at one point said that um, Mary would never or no one would ever be able to replace Mary, like none of his lovers, because Mary was his one true friend. And I actually don't think that they really touched on that so much in the film. She would just randomly appear and she'd be there, you know, but she would it would they would never really say, like, why was she so important to him? Like I said, we saw them in bed. We saw them. We saw him compliment her coat. We saw him. Uh, trying some stuff on and Mary putting eyeliner on him and that's literally all we saw and then they had cats and then that's it and then and then we find out like well we've you know they kind of touch on Freddie's sexuality from there on but they don't even touch so much on why like their connection was so important which I think like as you know as far as it goes like Mary was someone that was pretty important to him like even after he passed like he left her half of his estate he left her his like london mansion like he left her a great majority of his stuff and you know he's she's actually till this very day she's the only person that knows where he's buried i mean where he i mean she's the only person that knows where his ashes are like at because he asked her to keep it a secret and she never told i mean that that's kind of a you that's an important bond right I mean, shit, if I'm only telling one fucking person, like, oh, yeah, like, this is where I want you to bury me. Don't fucking tell anyone. I mean, I got to say, this person must be pretty fucking important. And I don't think that they touched so much on that. Because, and maybe, yeah, I think it's different. I guess it just depends because, I mean, (laughs) my best friend's gay and we have, like, this bond and this connection. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I understood it, even though they didn't really... Uh, played it up in the movie like I do kind of get that because it's like one of those things where um I love him and you know I would do anything for him and uh we just 
it's like a special bond. So I think, I don't know. But I, I kind of got it. But they did, again, though, you guys have years of history being friends. So right. we didn't see that in the movie. Like, we don't know. Right. Like, again, I agree with it goes that. back with the timeline, like being super messy. And we like, we see them meet. <laughs> we see them be in bed at some point. He gives her a ring, you know, and it's just like, oh, like, did I fucking miss something? Like, we're not seeing why their relationship is. Right. So no, special. I get that. I get that. Because yeah. when he proposed to her, I was like, Okay, that just came out of nowhere, right. and there was no step to it. Like, if like what? Right. I mean, it's like it was like okay, we're both twenty five. Like this, like I was saying earlier, we're both twenty five. We're not married. Let's get married because it was just like there was no. I mean, we didn't know why he, she was so special, like you said, mm-hmm. and um, speculate they were friends. But just because you love your friend doesn't mean you'd marry them. Right. So, and you know what? I yeah. here's my thought on that. I think that the movie or they struggled to make a very important bond between this gay character and this woman and i don't think that they knew how to do it without sexualizing it (laughs) does that make sense so that i don't think that they knew i just i think that that's what it lacked like i'm pretty sure that if they would have gone any further it would have just been like a whole straight washing mess and i think maybe that's what happened because at the end i was just like yeah they didn't really give off on that like even jim Jim Hutton's character who I mean he came out what maybe like the last 20 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. like that tiny conversation that he had which by the way that was also off he was never a waiter I'm gonna say that was I thought that was actually one of my favorite scenes yes, so me I mean too, uh, but yeah but, I mean the yeah oh no no go ahead go ahead bro I'm cutting you off <laughs> no I just gonna say um just the connection again going back to like him seeing him for who he is and it's like I like you but do you like yourself and right. um I think that's a good point because the whole movie it's like Freddie Mercury was trying to impress everyone else but it's like it doesn't matter because you still have to live with yourself and it seems like he he never was quite happy and I think maybe that's why he connected with Mary because around her he he she brought him joy and he he felt content with her Cause he said, I want every part of you except for like, I want all of you except for one part. So right. it's just like <laughs> one of those things. And um, maybe that's their connection that he just felt at home with her. See, but again, they don't really, they don't show you this. Like, you don't see this. Like you see this with Jim, which was like, why at the end of, at the end, you care about Jim and you want him to find Jim. Right. Because there's that, that right. whole scene where he's looking through the phone book and he's seeing all these Jim Huntons, but he had a tiny conversation with him. Right. Like at that party after the party. Yeah. And then we see like, oh, okay. Like he's, he, he has, like you said, he calls him out on his shit immediately where we never really and it was said that mary austin did really do that with freddie mercury like she would be the person that called him out on his shit but the movie didn't really show that so we see jim hunting call him out on his shit and we're like oh, okay like this person's obviously real because he left he didn't ask for any drugs he didn't ask for any money he just left he was just like okay hey, you're obviously a good person but you need to like yourself more and i mean later on like i said we're rooting for him to find him and he does and like that's ultimately who nursed him to death basically like he was with him till his dying days and i mean i think they did a good job with that relationship and with the band itself too like i thought that was like an important bond like the way they were always kind of bickering and stuff yeah that that to me that was, that was the <laughs> coolest part yeah they each had their own personality and they were just they were real with each other i mean they really were a family and they cared about each other 
Um, and just that connection that they had felt so genuine. And I think the actors did a good job because I felt like, oh, wow, I feel like I'm a fly on the wall back when Queen was Queen. Right. Like, I felt like, wow, I forgot that this is a movie. I'm thinking we're just watching, like, home video of them or something like that. Like, they did a great job. And the actor that plays Freddie, like, he does this thing with his eyes. And it's just like, wow, he really embodied him with the eyes. He would, like, look at the screen. And it's just like, wow, you could feel his emotion. You can mm-hmm. feel everything and I'm just like it's kind of chilling it kind of gave me chills at some point and I'm like I mean he's a phenomenal actor and it's like I haven't really I've seen him around but I haven't really seen his movies but now it makes me want to go back and see because it's just like yeah you know he's in a shitload of stuff dude but like he had a bunch of like minor characters and I think the biggest thing he's done now or like not the biggest thing I mean but one of his bigger roles was uh mr robot i think that's what it's called like yeah, that's the show he's on yeah but he was in a bunch of other shows and movies before like gilmore girls and he was in twilight the twilight movies apparently and um he yeah he was in a couple of other things but again i completely agree with you he he is such a good actor and i i think after watching a few of like like I said, those Freddie Mercury videos. Oh, that's another sh- another thing I wanted to talk about. The fucking costumes. What what did you think about the costumes? Um, I think that I was going to say opening scene. Like, I love the wardrobe. I think whoever did the wardrobe for this movie did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. because I was like, it's, it's spot on. Like, everything's accurate from the hair. Um, the clothes. The and also like the whoever did the like set design whoever did all that everything was really accurate like I hate the movies or the tv shows where they're supposed to be put in a certain time but then it's not accurate like they'll have cell phones or they'll have stuff and it's like back in the day they didn't have that stuff. right so I think it was pretty accurate like from the cars uh everything Oh, sorry, everyone. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, as you were saying, Abby's J, we were talking about the costume. Oh, sorry. I was just, <laughs> I was fangirling out. Um, I, this, I mean, it was, took a lot of, uh, like, for me not to uh, start singing. I was already tapping oh, yeah. my feet and I was just smiling because I was like, this, I feel like I'm a part of it. Like, it, it really, you couldn't sit still during this movie because there's just no. too much. There, there was, there was, I couldn't, it was very hard for me to do that. There was other songs I wasn't so familiar with. And even those, I was like, shit, man, this is a fucking good song. Like, this was, it was all, you're right. And they did play a lot of the, the classics too. Like, um, I, I like that they included a lot of like, um, you know, obviously like our favorite Queen songs, like, you know, the ones everyone knows. And they also added stuff that was, you know, a little bit later. I mean, to a very, to a, a real Queen fan, I'm pretty sure this was all like, oh yeah, of course, like who doesn't fucking know the song? But I mean, I'm only familiar with some of their music and yeah. that was, that was, it was, it was an awesome soundtrack. Like you can actually find a really good, or the playlist to the movie on Spotify, um, if you look up the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack, it's amazing. Check it out. And I think, too, um, what I really enjoyed about it was that they showed you, like, the song that you like. How did they form it? How did it start? Yes. Like, together. And I thought it was cool because a lot of times with the band, you, you just know the lead singer and you don't really pay attention to anyone else. But they showed that the other people in the band were just as talented as him because he didn't write all the songs. So a lot of the big songs that everyone likes that are famous Freddie Mercury didn't write someone else wrote and he just he sang them so it's kind of cool to see like hey he's not just a one-man show and 
these are his backup people because I mean he tried to do that and it wasn't as great like he said we're a family you need me and I need you so it's like okay he needs those people so it just showed that like a band is only as great as each member so um I know it just it was cool to learn more about them and to show that they were talented too and it's not just Freddie Mercury I mean there's four members of Queen so I I can I completely agree with that too, cause that that I for one I didn't know how the relationship really did seem more like like a family like you know like their annoying little brother or their you know irritating big brother you know the bossy one like it was very much like that sort of dynamic, and I I had no clue so it, it was very like refreshing to see something you know fun and again I'll probably have to read up on that too to see to confirm the accuracy of that but from what we saw in film like they did create this this sort of uh relationship that was you know funny and you cheered for like you wanted queen to not ever break up and even if they did they got back together and they pulled through right yeah no they always got back together and to go back to that the family thing i'm pretty sure like all his band mates knew he was gay from the beginning i mean just the way he walked he talked um not trying to you know assume that all gay people are like that but I mean he made it very clear that I'm queer and I'm here to stay and I thought it was cool that the bandmates never took any I mean they could have in real life but at least in the movie they didn't take any digs on his sexuality they never made him they never treated him differently like he was just Freddie Mercury and he was fabulous and he was flamboyant and they were okay with that I mean they named their band Queen and you know, he wore what he wanted to on stage. And it's like, they didn't try to stifle him and tell him, oh no, you have to, in order for us to be big or in order for us to be a part of your band, you have to act a certain way. They they never, he was him. Like he, he I don't know. I just love that he could be himself. Um, I mean, he wore the craziest outfits and it was fine. And which is, them off. <laughs> which is awesome. Cause I think even nowadays people, um hide their sexuality and they hide who they are because they're afraid of what people will think i mean a lot of rappers are gay but they won't come out as being gay because you're supposed to be hard you're supposed to be this thug you're supposed to be you know you lose street cred if you're gay so even now uh artists are dealing with that so the fact that he back even back then he was who he was and he didn't um ask for permission and didn't care what people thought i think that was great. I feel like a lot of the people from today can learn learn from him. Right. Yeah, that's uh, I was actually um surprised to learn though that Freddie actually didn't uh even though he was gay, like I he claimed or not that he didn't claim, but I read up that he didn't necessarily stand for LGBT causes or LGBT community. Like he kind of very much wanted to be his own person and he didn't care to represent the masses which I'm starting to think was like a thing in the 70s because kind of David Bowie kind of had the same issue when he came out as bisexual and then he was just like oh but I don't really you know I don't support any causes or anything I'm like I'm not that gay (laughs) I think that's kind of I wonder if that was like a thing with just like the time you know like in 2018 like who knows like he would have probably been a completely different person Maybe he didn't want people to label him as, oh, yeah, they're great for someone that has a, a like a lead singer. Oh, right. Probably didn't want people to be like, oh, yeah, this and this, but he's gay. Because, I mean, they show in the movie that 
at their press conferences, all the people cared about was who he's sleeping with and right, not the music. The band member said, what about the music? We're here to talk about our music and you don't care. So maybe that's why he didn't want to be known as just this gay rock band and he didn't want people to focus on his sexuality. He wanted them to focus on the music. So maybe that's why he was like, I'm going to get involved in this stuff because it's going to be, that's going to be the forefront and then people are going to be missing the music, which is what we're here for. Yeah, you make a very good point. I didn't even think about that. That's true. That's very that very much well could have been. He was at the end of the day all about the music, and that's all he wanted to do is make music. And um, I he um, I'm starting to think he would have never been okay with his sexuality stealing the show from him. <laughs> like you know what I mean? He was at the end Freddie Mercury, and he wanted to be known as Freddie Mercury. Right. Well, that's, a very, that's a very good point. Asterisk, like oh Freddie Mercury, he's good for this or he's good for that to be known as who he was and um I think the great thing about him is even though he went through his bouts of depression and he was sad he turned it on when the lights came on like he was a performer to the very end he never let his health he never let his like anything he was going through affect his music he always gave it 110 percent and he just he really came on he left everything on stage like he gave people a show maybe when the lights turned off, he went back to being depressed or whatever, but he never let his fans see that because he had such love for the music and for his fans that he never, you know, never let them down, at least from what I could see in this movie. It really showed that that's when he was himself. Like he said in the movie, um, even when I want to sing off pitch, I can't because I can't let my fans down. Like I I have to turn it on. And right. um, I thought that was great because it shows how passionate he was for this and I'm like I couldn't imagine him doing anything else because some people just have a, a calling for what they're supposed to do in life and that was his calling he was meant to be a rock star and he he definitely was right I yeah that that's true he fed off of his fans energy that's for sure and he did state that often um another thing I wanted to touch on and I guess it's probably like the last because this is basically the end of the movie is did you by any chance get a chance to um watch the live aid concert at least um the queen part no but now i feel like i need to because go back and watch it everybody go back and watch it yeah go on youtube and watch it because that's where i want to commend the movie the most because the accuracy of that is incredible like he literally he fucking did that shit like you wouldn't believe like like you if you put the two clips side by side like it would be very hard to distinguish who was who because Rami was amazing in that last part and I mean when I saw the when I like I had not seen the Live Aid concert um prior to seeing the movie and when I saw the movie um it obviously that that scene was just like that whole fucking scene gave you chills right like I don't know if that wasn't me alone right like that shit gave you chills Really, like most of the time when you see these movies where they're lip singing, you're like, oh, this is good, but they're lip singing. Like you could tell. Like honestly, I, I'm like, for a moment, I forgot that. Okay, he's. This is not him singing. Like he did such a good job. Like I mean, the right. way his throat, you can see all the the vessels in his throat, and I'm like, wow, he looks like he's actually singing this. Like he really gave it his all. It wasn't like, okay, this is a good movie, but he's just playing karaoke. Like you really think for a second that he's the one singing, and you forget. Oh wait this is Queen's music, but I mean, all the, that whole scene was just like, wow, I really felt like I was there in the concert, and he was performing, like, I felt like I was back there, and it was, right, uh, yeah, you're, you're right, like, it did 
feel like you were watching like a live. Well, I like I said, I went, I was on YouTube yesterday, and I looked up that that video. It's a twenty four minute clip, and I mean, at least it's I think it's in its entirety, like for the Queen performance, and. Dude, like, side by side, like, you would not be able to fucking tell the difference. Like, this dude has the same fucking energy and flamboyance and, like, just an extravagant performance. And that's exactly what Mercury delivered that day. Like, the crowd really was that fucking large and it was that fucking wild. And it was just, like, incredible to see all these people, like, singing back at them the way they were. Like, that moment when he hops on the piano... And, like, we're not sure what he's about to play, but then he starts playing Bohemian Rhapsody. And just, like, everybody goes fucking nuts. Like, that's exactly what that was. Like, it's glorious. Like, I do recommend everyone just go to you, go on YouTube and just fucking watch this clip because it's amazing. And, like, if you watch the movie, like, you're, I think you're going to find a lot of similarities in that, especially in a lot of the performances, but especially that one. That one was just, like, phenomenal. Do you think that they took actual footage from the Live Aid concert when they showed the audience? Because I'm like, I don't know if they could replicate all those people in the crowd like that. So I'm wondering, I know sometimes with movies, they'll take footage. Uh-huh. Real, like, So I'm wondering if when they were showing the people in the audience, except for the first when they were showing them close up, but the big uh, scan of people, if that was like actual clips from the concert. Dude, I, I, I don't know if I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I actually thought that shit was like CGI or something because I didn't yeah, think it was possible. Like, it seems like actually, like they just took, I don't know. It just, yeah. it felt so real. We'll follow up on that, everyone. We're going to look that up and we're going to find out if that was real. Just stay tuned on our Instagram. And, uh, but yeah, like, again, like this movie, like what's, any any last words for this um i was thinking like if you weren't a queen fan or if you didn't know who queen was after watching this movie like you'll be a fan yep. and you'll want to go <laughs> listen to their record and find out more about them because their music event just as relevant today as it was back then and their music is timeless like they really are legends of rock and roll not just rock and roll of music altogether yep. so um, if you don't necessarily like rock but you have an appreciation for music um, I would say definitely watch this movie because it's going to give you um, a newfound love for Queen. I agree. I agree. That's basically all I have to say, too. Like, in itself, like, um, like I said, I liked Queen. I was a fan of Queen. Um, now I'm, I'm I'm a fan of Queen and I'm a fan of Freddie Mercury specifically because he's fucking awesome. I loved him. Yeah. I was thinking, we kept looking at each other in the movie. We are like, is this guy not fabulous? Like, I want to be like him when I grow I, up. He's yeah. just apologetically him and he's like fuck you if you don't like me this is who i am take it or leave it like two snaps like yeah yeah he was with that shit (laughs) he was the first one he was the first true queen and like the name speaks for itself like Mm -hmm. he was i agree he was the ultimate queen of queens (laughs) and that's actually one of my favorite lines from the movie where he says something about how there can only be two crazy queens or something or two (laughs) or two divas in this band or something (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, he he was the ultimate, the ultimate queen. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, with that, uh, I think uh, Alicia. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why technology hates us today, but uh, we will get better at this. I promise. We are just very new to this and we either of us are not really tech savvy. Right, Alicia? <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, we're just having a difficult time tonight. Yeah, but sorry guys. Anyway, uh to wrap up, 
uh, because that was just basically the end of the episode, we're going to be posting a link um, to another place you can donate um, for LGBT counseling and causes. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, as usual, send us a DM if you have any comments or concerns or if we got something wrong, please don't be afraid to call us out because... I mean, we're all learning here. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, like I said, even with the mispronunciation of names and stuff, like I know we can we can be pretty bad about that. So, yeah, uh, send us a DM on Instagram, follow us, uh, rate us, review us on any of the wherever you're streaming this episode from. It would be very helpful to us. Uh, do you have anything else, Alicia? Um, Instagram underscore T-O-O-R-E-E-L. Right. So, yeah. Uh, reach out to us guys as for now uh, goodbye bye bye